Welcome to Tracky News from PMP Cycling Club. This is episode three. We're going to take a little retrospective of the National Elite Track Championships, which were in Invercargill at the beginning of March. Um, feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, it's a nice track down there. It's the first covered velodrome in New Zealand. I think it's the second wooden one after Wanganui's outdoor velodrome. Uh, it's a really nice facility. It's tacked on to like a beautiful running track, dozens of what feels like dozens of um, basketball netball courts, um, loads of stuff going on there. It's a huge facility. It's really nice. Um, it's an uh, interesting track. It's nice to ride. I think it's a little bit steeper than Cambridge, a um, bit more of a hot dog shape, so longer straights, which um, mean you kind of get whipped out of the bankings and sort of go flying through the straights. It's quite nice to ride. Um, it does have um, these big kind of metal columns, uh, big like pillars in the middle holding up the roof. Uh, I believe that was to save a bit of money, um, but does mean, I think, that they can't have events over a certain size. So anything like a World Cup or a Nations Cup, whatever it is these days, they'll do in Cambridge because Invercargill is not allowed to or whatever. doesn't meet the UCI standards. Um but uh, they can have national champs and I think maybe Oceania's and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's a good spot. Um, does feel a little bit like it's crumbling around the edges perhaps. Um, the track looks like it could do with a bit of a clean. The starting gates were causing all sorts of problems. At one point, it was like a fire evacuation. I'm not sure if it was caused by the electrics of one of the starting gates or something like that, but... There was a slightly sort of weird, surreal moment when we all had to like run out of the stadium pretty much or get out of there. Um, someone had seen or smelt smoke or something like that, I don't know. Um, Ellie's bike was basically like, she was on the starting gate, the bike was in the thing and she was t- sitting there waiting to go and then it was like, right, you've got to evacuate the velodrome, so we just kind of left it there. It was all weird. Um, then there's a few photos going around of firemen looking at starting gates and stuff, so that was interesting. Um like I said, it does feel like it needs a bit of love. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, nice tracks to ride, good um, good overall facilities and enjoyed being there. It's also got loads of memorabilia around the side. Really like that. Lots of old photos and bikes and jerseys and stuff like that. There's a whole wall just for Sarah Ulmer, greatest cyclist of all time. Um, so that was cool. Uh, one of her bikes there as well. But it is... Um, Invercargill is not easy to get to. That was one of the probably the biggest issue of the whole thing was was getting down there. It's expensive. Um, you fly down on small planes. You're never hundred percent sure if the bike's going to make it on. And we were told on the way home that our bikes not make it, and they they might not get on. And we don't know when it would get on. It would just come on on a later plane or the next day or something. Um, having said that, the ferries are no better at the moment, and it's a really long drive um, from all the way down from Picton to Invercargill. Uh, Also, Invercargill, there's no Ubers, nothing like that. There's no e-scooters you can hire, no no kind of like, you know, what what you'd expect in a big city. The only way to get around without a car is just uh, normal taxis um, and uh, a few buses, but that was it. I I don't even remember seeing a bus uh, the whole time we were there, but... It sort of means that you have to go and rent a car just to kind of potter around the place. Um, but anyway, uh, championships. So the first, this is the first time in, uh, well, I don't know, for ages that they've had the 
under 15s and the under 17s in with the seniors as well as the uh, under 19s and so the last as many years that I've known it in New Zealand um, the masters and the under 15s and under 17s have been together in their championships and um, the elites and under 19s had their own one but um, like I said this is the first time in a while that they've moved the younger juniors to be in with the elites idea being that um, uh, like the you got to kind of be in the same uh, space and watch all the elite racing and all that kind of stuff and feel inspired by being around them so um, yeah um, I guess that that did happen um, that was really good to see lots of the elite racing and the under 19s and stuff it was actually pretty awesome um, uh, the uh, slightly unfortunate thing was that the elite national team wasn't there they were over and doing nations cups and stuff like that so I think they gave the whole national champs a miss um, and that's not to put down the fields that were there but it wasn't like the, the cream of the crop um, so, and some of the fields were pretty small so the under 19 women and in fact the elite women I think was even smaller and pretty small fields which is a bit of a shame but um, nonetheless racing was excellent so um, the programme because of that sort of um, extra additional juniors in there as well made it a really long program so it was like five full days and the last day kind of finished at um well we'd left by then but pretty late on sunday night it's probably some pretty tired people by that time on the sunday um every, you know the last flight's well gone it's a bit late to start driving back for a ferry um so yeah a lot of people had to take monday off as well so it's not ideal um, and also, you know, they only published the program the month before the event, which is so late if you're going to be booking flights and things. Um, you kind of had to take a guess when things were going to finish. And of course, that caused a lot of, you know, a bit of stress, really, because entering, you're going, well, shall I enter this race? I don't know if I'm going to fit it in before I have to go home. Uh, so it wasn't ideal. Um, and, you know, even some days the under-19s didn't have any races. And then the, the following day they had tons you know um some days the morning session finished at sort of like 11 and then afternoon session wasn't going to start till five and you kind of think oh, we probably could have done something here couldn't we um shuffle things around but anyway hopefully people you know the, this kind of feedback gets back to cycling new zealand we'll certainly pass it on and it will get better in years to come um so uh, who came down? Um, we had um, helping us were Gary and Dave and Russell. Um, Grant Perry was there as well as the support crew. Um, and we had Ellie, Bella, Michaela in the Elite Women's, Gus Warren in the Under-15 Boys, uh, Millie Donald, Under-17 Girls, Bertie, Under-17 Boys, um, Michaela in the Under-19 Women, Alex Foden, under-19 men, Chris Watts, Dan, uh, and myself in the uh, elite men. So, yeah, it was a good team, actually. Um, decent numbers, what's that, 11, I think. So, yeah, good good number of people. Um, really enjoyed watching Ellie and Bella. Um, they were just having a real good laugh and racing really hard. Um, Ellie did an awesome 500 meter TT I think there's a video somewhere of her start it was a really good gate start um, and uh, she scored a PB there so um, that was cool and rode a good flying 200 
Um, that did mean she ended up racing Sean Fulton uh, in the match sprints. Uh, tried her best, <laughs> but um, yeah, Sean's class. So I think it was probably a, a, a quite quite experience to race her. Um, yeah, Bella did uh, an awesome elimination race. Rode it really well, um, really smartly. And I think she was fifth in that in the end, which is actually a brilliant result. Um, but I think the highlight for those two were probably the Kieran. Um, they got through, they were in the semis um, and then ended up riding the the minor final, which is to sort of determine the places from 7th to 12th. Um, Ellie led out um, and, and just held on and um, Bella crossed the line second in that race. So it was like a 1-2 in the minor final for 7th and 8th place. Um, overall, it was awesome. And there's a really good photo of just Bella crossing the line with a huge grin on her face. It was brilliant. I think one of the highlights for everyone that was. Um, Michaela joined them for the team sprint at the end, which was um, pretty cool. Uh, the first time Wellington's ever put up a team in that, I think. And she was amazingly juggling her other niche sport, um, which was disc golf. So um, amazingly, um, she yeah, she plays a lot of disc golf and the national championships were just down the road in Invercargill at the same time as the track cycling national champs. And on the final day when she was doing the team sprint, she did the qualifying in the morning and then rushed over to disc golf and did her final round there or whatever. Got the third bronze, if I'm right, um, in remembering that. Then rushed back to do the final of the um, of the team sprint and they ended up fourth. So, yeah, pretty impressive um, to do all of those things at once. It was pretty cool. Um, Gus uh, in the under-15 boys, um, so he's a first year in that grade. Uh, he uh, just wanted to get into one final, so he managed to get to three in the end, and I think plus the semi-final of the uh, the derbies, so he did well there. Um, those finals, though, definitely um, the pace is on in those races, so he wasn't in the action in the pointy end, but I think pretty hard with, uh, happy with how he performed. And, you know, some like, freakishly fast kids in there. Um, I, the 500-metre record was broken, and the guy who did it did a... 35 i think or a 36 second and just insane so fast um but yeah he learned a lot raced hard and uh enjoyed the experience so that's uh good to be part of um millie donald yeah raced really hard she's always in the action of those races but um just luck did not go her way and she's often in the wrong place at the wrong time um uh it was pretty unfortunate but i think uh, should be happy with how she raced like she really gave it her all um and was um yeah if things had gone another way she would have been right up there i think in top five or medals maybe um and yeah we're interesting we had one afternoon off um and she drove us to bluff in her dad's car which was uh, interesting yeah <laughs> um so no, she was a very very good driver very felt fine but uh Still, like um, when you when you see these riders come through from like the age of um, thirteen, it's a bit odd to have them driving you around. But anyway, um, Bertie uh, was in the under seventeen boys, which is just a bonkers grade. Like I've, there's so many crashes in that grade. There's like these um, all these lads walking around the pits, you know, just confidence for miles, um, and it just shows on the 
on the track as well. They just race really hard, really fast to each other, really aggressively. And consequently, they seem to come off a fair bit. Like the elimination race was just mad. I think at least three crashes. Um, I don't know how Birdie missed all of those, but he did. So, um, yeah, well done for staying upright. Uh, I mean, I think Dave, his dad, was probably watching half the races through his fingers. It was just like some of it was just quite like uh, terrifying almost. Um, he rode, he qualified for a number of finals and a bunch of races, rode a good personal best in the IP. Um, and yeah, generally, I think um, should be really happy with his racing. Um, Michaela Perry um, in the under 19 girls, yeah, she had a lot of drama. Um, got bumped quite a lot in the Kieran. In, I can't remember what race, what was it a semi or a final or something? Um, yeah, she was like, the other rider kind of really properly came down on her so much so that she knocked her foot out of the pedal that rider was then disqualified but later reinstated which was weird i mean i don't think it would have made much of a difference to the the end placing but yeah i didn't think that was very cool for them to reinstate after that um and but yeah she recovered from that went up for a points race right after that um and i think she finished that it's a really, really fast race. It was good to watch. Um, but yeah, with these small fields, it's a little bit harder to kind of find spaces to recover and hide, I suppose. Um, and especially when you've got people, you know, tearing it up, like people like Georgia Simpson. Um, I can't remember another um, uh, girl's name, but yeah, who won it, but she was awesome. Um, so yeah, they're definitely, they're hard races. Um, uh but the really cool thing was she um, picked up a bronze medal in the sprint, I think, on day four. So, yeah, that was um, that was well-deserved. Good to see. Um, Alex Foden, um, yeah, he um, improved throughout, I think. Uh, had a great points race at the end. Um, he, uh, yeah, that, was, that was one of the highlights, I think, watching that points race. Um, this, the guy that won it, James Gardner, is a really big dude. <laughs> it's definitely worth looking up on Instagram or wherever he is. But he did this, this is James, he did this attack near the end with about 18 laps to go. It looked like it was like it took him about two laps to kind of like wind it up over the top. And everyone was just sort of watching him. It was like this sort of almost slow motion. Um, but yeah, it was just this giant attack. Off he went. And nobody could close it. He was just absolutely smashing it. His face looked like he was about to blow at any moment and um, just about held on. I think he he just came so close to lapping the field on the very last lap, but still picked up enough points to win it. It was a brilliant race. So, um, yeah, for Alex to just finish in that was was an awesome effort. And then the next day on the final day, he got up in the team sprint road lap one, uh, man one, in the under-19 team sprint and um yeah scored a silver um one of the other riders there was wilson hannon from bike manor two who we know quite well in wellington and so yeah well done alex really cool um can't argue with the medal um moving on to the men's uh chris watts um chris i think may have been a little bit disappointed with his flying 200 time i think he did a 10-9 he's done a few of those but um, I mean, just to put it in context, like last, I think he did his first ten nine this time last year. So, and you know, super stoked with that. Um, and it's only a year ago, you know. <laughs> so he knocked out another ten nine. Should you know, rode 
rode really well. Um, just sort of didn't probably uh, feel like he was uh, came away with the rewards or something. I'm not sure, but um, but yeah, um, still great to to be there with Chris. He's a good character to have around, and um, ten nine was still the fastest out of all of us. So yeah, well done, Chris. Dan, um, Dan was uh, like racing a whole bunch of stuff. He pops up for the kilo. Um, I think they they specified a qualification time on the start list. Pretty sure Dan didn't have a qualifying time. May have just entered anyway, but they didn't seem to care. And he went out and knocked a, a 106 out. I mean, it was an amazing time for his first go, first cut time out of the starting gate. Um, absolutely epic. So, yeah, really awesome that was a good ride there. Um, not sure he was super happy with his 200 meter time, um, but then he did um, like he did do some few great Kieran's, got through to the semi-finals of those, which was a, a super achievement, and also um, got into a pool team and picked up silver in the team sprint. Um, yeah, so I'm, I think he's had an awesome championships. Uh, his first first full champs so yeah well done um uh, myself i was really happy with my 200p um time as a personal best all-time personal best which when you get to my age you kind of feel pretty happy about really enjoyed the kirins i don't think i um disgraced myself there in any way and um didn't qualify for anything but wasn't last um felt like i was in the action and certainly i did feel like I don't think I've had that kind of close racing like that before and like I've raced a lot of track but it felt like things were raced even closer than they used to be um like the way Jackson Russell came past in my repage was like I'm pretty sure he brushed me as he went past at sort of on the last lap when the speed was really on and it's like wow okay I'm not, <laughs> I'm not quite sure I'm up for this um sort of a little bit scary, really exciting, all at the same time. Um, but yeah, it sort of felt like I have an experience racing. Uh, what am I trying to say? Maybe the racing's got tighter over time. That's probably a good way of putting it. Yeah, things got closer and tighter. Um, and the, the the kicker at the end was Russell, who um, had come down just to be our manager. Um Due to an injury, he tore his quad a few weeks back, couldn't race, um, and therefore the um, team sprint guys didn't have a, a, a starter or whichever lap Russell was going to do, I wasn't sure. But um, yeah, so that was why Dan was in a pool team, Chris was also in a pool team, but um, one of the riders in Chris's team pulled out. Um, so we were sort of watching in the stands thinking, wow, what's Russell doing? Why has he got this weird black kit on? Oh, he's got shoes on, you know, and some sort of funny helmet. Um, where's he getting all this from? He sort of turned around. He's got this hand-drawn number on on his back. It was a little bit weird. Um, Dan did his qualifying heat. You saw him finish and ride into the kind of middle area of the track, hop off his bike, and then pass it over to Russell, who's like, I don't know, what, a foot taller than Dan? <laughs> Um, and I was like, what? It looks like Russell's going to ride. And then they put Dan's bike in the uh, starting gate and Russell hopped on and was like, oh, wow, okay. Um, and off he goes and he knocked out Matt and ran one for them. And I suppose we were honestly watching it going, oh, no, is he going to do his leg in during this, you know, during this 
lap. Um, but yeah, it turned out one of the people in Chris's team had um, had, had uh, cancelled, and so Russell just was like, "Okay, I'll do it," um, and off he went. Yeah, so uh, like I said, it was a great chance. Thought the Wellington team was such a good crew to be part of. Really. Um, happy to be there with them and enjoy all their successes and that um and yeah the racing was great looking forward to it next year so that's it for this episode let me know what you think um keep sending me suggestions i've got to think about something to do all winter if i'm going to keep doing this um considering there's no track racing until october um so if you've got any suggestions let me know see you